What is up guys? This is Bashak and you are watching En Route, which is our brand new content segment where culture meets business. This show was sponsored by the good folks over at Roadmap MBA. Shout out to them. Follow them for all of the amazing work that they are doing. Now today we are so excited to have the guy with us, music exec, influencer, smiling at me <laughs> photographer manager man of the hour I'm gonna give you a warm intro i made you wait lenny s from rock nation hi sir how are you doing so what's up what's up how you doing good thank you so great to have you here with us on the show i i appreciate you having me i'm humbled i'm honored and um and thank thank you for considering me of course now when i sat down to kind of research for this interview there was something about your life journey that occurred to me time and time again um, you know, many people know you as Lenny S and, and you kind of lead with your lens. Um, but often I think your skill set, if I may call it that, extends beyond the camera. Um, there is a there's a quite prophetic nature to what you do. Would you would you agree? Um, I guess some would say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how yeah. does one better develop that muscle? as it were, because you have to have a feel for when the right moment presents itself. When, for example, an unknown artist becomes a Vic Mensa of the world. Got it. And that sense of it, there's a, there's a feeling there. And how does anyone listening and who, who's doing this work uh, get? How do you, uh, how do you exercise that muscle? I guess per mm. se. I think, uh, for me, it's instinct. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. when you talk about a new artist, a new brand, a new, director, photographer, barber, doesn't matter, right? I've helped and discovered and assisted, you know, many um, creatives, developed, yeah, many creatives in the business. And it's all on instinct. And the instinct is, you know, whether it's from their skill set, whether it's from their energy, whether it's from an experience we had, a working experience, um, uh, watching them from a distance, you know, I, I'm a fan myself of everything, you know, of the arts, of the music, of the production. I'm, I'm a fan, you know, of entertainment in general, which spans, you know, all the way from fashion to sports and film and television, music, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I take everything, um, I, I take everything in from a fan's perspective. Um, and I go by instinct, you know, what they have, that, what do they have that's special? What do they have that I know, you know, will mm -hmm. transcend, you know, way mm -hmm. beyond me being here, but will transcend way beyond me giving them an opportunity or a job or a paycheck or whatever the case may be. So uh, I would say, you know, the easiest way to answer that is instinct. Mm, no, beautifully put. It uh, reminds me of a line that um, Drake said about creating bodies of work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're kind mm -hmm. of creating people of work, right? That, that <laughs> exists beyond <laughs> the one moment. Yeah. Yeah. And he does the same. You know, I think like him and Jay and Wayne and Ross, there's many artists who, you know, um, more of the like, you know, OG artists, artists that have been doing their thing for a while that go out of their way to, to either help other artists, do songs with them, features, do things to help them kind of get like a boost. You know what sure. I mean? Like what they're doing. And, you know, like you said, Drake, and like a lot of the artists I just mentioned, you know, they do those things where they, you know, and, 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 and even for somebody like Jay, who, it may not be a verse anymore. It may be helping you get out of jail. It may be helping you, you know, um, start up a foundation. It may, you know, it's a lot of different things that, uh, you know, people can help others with. Um, 
you know, to help them on their journey, whatever the case may be. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, you grew up in the Bronx uh, and you came up in a time of monumental. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's exciting for me because I'm from London. So, you know, bars oh, and like, no. <laughs> like, I guess we have postcodes, but like, not even, not really. <laughs> Uh, you came up in a time of monumental change for for the music industry, um, and you kind of saw this, you know, humongous evolution and a, and a sacred evolution that I don't know that we're going to see ever again to, to 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 the kind of, you know, from analog to digital as as it were, and then culturally as well. Um, we love music. We all love music, and and you know, for me, music is so sacred. But the business of music is not that right at all. Um, right. How would you suggest that artists of today? protect the authenticity of the sound and their kind of creation and their baby given how much they have to then go and sell their baby on the black market sometimes good question i think the way they protect their interests and they protect their creativity is by ownership um and the more and more i see artists now in the last like even five to ten years um coming up you know they have more um they have more control of mm. of what they're doing because they own their own music or they own their own visuals or they own their own merchandise and they own their own brand where you know it was a big difference from before obviously most of the people who were able to you know transcend from wherever they were from the demo stage to you know signing to a real record company they had the absolute backing of the record company mm. you know to assist them you know what I mean? But but doing that, you know, you lose some of yourself and you lose some of your creativity and you lose your rights and you lose your ownership. And you just, you just, you know, you gain on one hand, but then you lose a lot on the other hand. Whereas now the newer artists, I don't think they have to sacrifice that stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't have to sacrifice their art. They don't have to sacrifice their masters. They don't have to sacrifice their visuals. You know what I mean? They're doing everything on their own. They're creating on their own. They're touring on their own. They're making music and putting music out on their own. Uh, and, you know, it's the, I just love that it's their choice to yeah. then go and sign with a major company or sign with a major brand. Um, you know, if they want to do things that are maybe, you know, out of out of their span right now and maybe that another company can enhance for them or, or you know, or, or add on to what they're doing. I think it's dope that they have the choice and the option, whereas mm -hmm. before there was no option. I mean, unless, you know, unless you had money, unless you were backed by somebody who had, you know, some good uh uh, financial support but mm -hmm. besides that so so I, I just think that they have it better because they can protect themselves more mm -hmm. and they can make the decision now labels are going to artists and mm -hmm. brands are going to artists to sign them mm -hmm. as whereas before it was totally the other way around as you know and it was all about the gatekeepers and the production companies and the managers and the record companies who made their choice to bring you in and mm -hmm. where now you know Artists are making their choice of who they want to sign with. Absolutely. It's funny while you're talking, the thing that occurs to me is actually it's flipped on its head tremendously in, in beautiful ways, but actually also very uh, challenging ways in that the single onus is on the single artist initially, yes. right? You know, you're doing your beat yeah. in your bedroom and that's it. You got to be sick mm -hmm. at it. You got to be so, so good before you add on the team and the public. And actually the pressure that can do to someone's creativity is a different kind of issue that you didn't have before. Yeah. Before it was like, let me just, you know, get this stuff in front of these guys. Now it's like, actually, I could be my own accountant and my own photographer, my own this and my Everything. that. So there's pressure Everything. in that sense of the word um, because you need to be all those things. Yes, I agree. 
and I think it's like both sides of the coin, right? Mm -hmm. There's pressure and then also there's not, right? In a sense, because everything you said was correct. So the pressure is there, but then there's also not pressure in when you have to release stuff. You don't, you don't have the pressure, let's just say, of a record company's timeline because they need to make back their money for the fiscal year or whatever the case may be. And they're pressuring artists to, you know, obviously they gave up money for you to do this project. They want this project to be released. They want to recoup their money. But I think that there's pressure there and when, you know, you're supposed to hand that in and release mm -hmm. it. And you may not be there. You may be 60%. You may be 50%. You may and not be And a good quality there. work as well. Exactly. You want hits. I, I you want to. Yeah, exactly. So. Love it. It's, it's, uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to all go, you know, next, as mm -hmm. it were. Definitely going to sit by and watch. Now, mm -hmm. I connect with artists every single week, and I kind of witness uh, the love and the passion they have uh, for what they do, really firsthand, being kind of talent adjacent, as I call myself. Uh, what I do find that's missing is um, something we just uh, discussed briefly offline, which is, you know, there is a serious level of knowledge for the admin side and for kind of the contractual side of things. Um, they don't really know how to operate in that space, which is why we wanted to launch this series. What does great artist management look like for you? And do you have any advice for any artist managers out there, given that you are, you know, of m m one of yeah, the... I think great artist management has to deal with uh, knowing you're going to be dealing with and mm -hmm. covering and taking care of and nurturing and caring for every aspect of your client's life. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, that's a good manager. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, a lot of people draw the line and, you know, they just do business. They don't do personal. They don't do family. They don't do, you know, everybody has, you know, um, th their rules on how they do it, uh, you know. I come from an old school point of view where, you know, uh, I, I I like to only work with family. You know what I mean? I've been with the same company almost 30 years. You know what I mean? I'm not jumping around from label to label. And by the way, totally fine if you are. But my point is, um, I'm about loyalty and I'm about honor and I'm about integrity and I'm about respect. And, you know, if I have a client, you know, you're going to get all of me. You know, you're going to get all of me. Your career is going to get all of me, mm -hmm. your endeavors, your deals your future, your wife, your kids, your family, everybody that's in your world is going to get, you know, 100% of me. And, and to me, that's just, that's just a great manager. You know what I mean? Where artists or, you know, whatever, let me not say artists, clients, mm -hmm. you know, the management clients are giving you their life in their hands, you know, for them to make it, you know, to make it successful, to make it better or to make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. um, and that's creating opportunities that weren't there. That's, you know, creating brands, uh, deals that weren't there, creating things out of, you know, that, that, that didn't exist, that the phone call didn't come in. An easy manager is just going to sit by the phone and let the calls come in. Because if you have a decent client, people are going to be like, oh, I want to, I want them to perform here. Or I want to, you know, put them with my headphone company. Those calls can come in and you can manage them. What are you doing about your client? that they've never done before. You know, they, you know that they love, they go skiing every, you know, winter with their family, but yet, you know, there's no ski deal on the table. There's no, you have to kind of look at things that are sitting right there. Not only, you know, obviously get creative and think out the box and, and dig in, but also the things that are just right there on the surface. Mm -hmm. But my point is just creating opportunity and creating income um, for your client. Uh, opportunities and income that weren't there prior to you being there, to you getting on and making sure that, they're good all around the board. Mm. 
it's also important to then get to know your client. There's so many managers that don't oh, necessarily know even their yeah. favorite. Like you should know their favorite food, <laughs> base level, like, or their genre of person, or their personality type, or you know, it's it's like a date at the end of the day because this person you're gonna work with in and out, and you have to be able to answer for them and their best interests. You can't do that if you don't know what those are. Let me tell you something. I used to work in the studio. I used to be in A&R. Um, so between A&R, management, and everything, you know, I worked with a bunch of uh, artists. And when I did a lot of studio stuff or just in, in general, you know, I knew my clients. I knew my artists. I knew what they liked. I knew what they didn't like. I knew, I knew to order food for them maybe an hour and a half before they, I knew they were going to get hungry because then I might lose them. I might lose them because they're hungry and then they get grumpy like anybody might get. I might lose them because they might want to go out and eat and leave the studio, which means less time in the studio, less work being done. So I would think ahead. So by the time they're like, man, I'm getting hungry, what y'all think? And I'd be like, oh, I already ordered you your curry chicken. They'll be here in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So you have to know them. You have to know everything about them. You have to think ahead. And that's with anything, not just food in the studio. You know what I mean? Being in another state, another country, being at a venue, what do they like? You know, it's just like artists have their writer, the artist writer of all the things they want in their dressing room. You're you're their human writer. You know what I mean? You have to be know and be ready for anything that they want and be able to provide that. So uh, you're right. Knowing your client in and out is knowing you know uh, uh, how you're able to deal with them and how you're able to get the best and the most out of them. Absolutely. So what does it take for someone to make you fall in love with them as an artist? Like at the end of the day, there has to be a bit of love that you have to be like this guy or this girl, this person is so, I can see the diamond in the rough. Is it an yeah. energy thing for you? For you to want to ride yeah. so hard for them, you know? For me, you know, in order for myself to fall in love with an artist, you know, it starts first and foremost with their artistry. And with the artistry, that's anything. That, that can come from the music, that can come from um, their charisma, that can come from their star quality, that can come from their aura, that mm -hmm. could come from, you know, whatever talent it is they have. Obviously, you know, you want you want you want your client, your artist to be talent driven, whereas, you know, obviously they're so talented that that speaks for itself. But it's not just about talent, right? There's all these other variables that live within an artist when an artist walks in the room, you know, and how they're um, received in the room, mm -hmm. you know, and the energy that they're giving and receiving. That says something to me. I've seen people walk in the room that uh, aren't artists, but just have like a really dope, great, unique style that everybody's just kind of like drawn towards. Or yeah. or yeah, or a good personality that everybody's drawn towards. So those are the things that I'm looking for first and foremost. Because remember, you don't know these people in the beginning. And then getting to meet them and getting to, you know, know who they are as a person. For me, it's like, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to change the world? How do you want to change the world? Mm. Um, do you want to change things in your neighborhood? Do you want to make music for now or do you mm. want to make music be a legacy artist forever you know what i mean so i kind of look at all those things and then you know when those kind of things check out of course it's it's energy it's uh you said it earlier and i love that you said it you said it's like dating right it's like i think that the industry is like also it's like courting you know what i mean yeah, and you know you have you, you court somebody you want to date a woman what do you do you court her right you ask to take her out you take her out to some place that you know you want to impress her uh, him or her rather um, you want to make sure that you you know everything's perfect you want to make sure the vibe is right you want to make sure you're courting them same thing when you're trying to sign an artist or sign someone you're courting them the thing is 
don't let that shit just be a honeymoon phase. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Don't don't do that. And for the first three months or the first three years of your 10 year journey, you know, it's just great in the beginning, right? We've all heard that story. Mm -hmm. You know, the first few months is always the best, the first year, whatever, you know, have those, that same relationship, keep that same energy throughout. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just as excited. I'm just as ambitious. I'm just as driven. Mm -hmm. I'm just as- If not you know, more, because it deepens. If not more for me, right? you're 10 like years later than I am. Correctly, correct, correct, correct. So that's my thing, you know what I mean? But a lot of people just like in relationships, after a while tend to like, you know, lose interest. They tend to like, you know, do less and less than what they were before and not treat it like that thing you wanted in the beginning so bad. Mm, beautifully put. Can't lose that. Uh, it's sacred and you got to protect it and you got to fight for it. You got to fight for each other. Yeah. And then that's all matters. And also, I guess to answer your form, the simple answer to that is, I can't want this more than you do. I can't want success more than you do. I can't want, you know, I, mean? I can't want it more than you do. I can want it just as much or equally or, or you know, more in a sense of just by a little bit. But I mean, like, I can't be on 100 and you're on 42 as if everything is all good because then it, it just won't work. I'm not, you know, I think you have to be compatible with the person you're working with. 100%. One thing I definitely admire about you is that you're somebody who kind of instinctively understands how far reaching your impact and your influence uh, can be. And crucially, right, to, to that, you use it for good. There's a lot of people out in this world who have impact and influence and they do nothing with it and they let it Bad. sit or they kind of accrue what I call political power with it, right? Mm -hmm. And and political savviness for their own gain or for the gain of, you know, people around them. And that is it. Um, <clears throat> Has empowerment of this kind always been an important consideration for you? Or was it something that kind of came a little later on in your career once you had, you know, earned your own stripes a little bit too? Empowerment came upon me uh, wanting, rather, wanting to empower people, right? The empowerment part of it. It came to me early on, right? And I, and I was blessed to have seen this early on, which, I, I, you know, I don't know if people do or don't, but... I was, um, when I was trying to, you know, acquire, I mean, develop relationships in the business and I was trying to get internships or a job or just apply at different record companies. I was going around having meetings with people and I noticed, you know, uh, it was, a, it was a certain narrative of just like, kind of like, almost like when you're nobody, just the people treat you anyway. You know, I wait outside offices for hours sometimes. I wait outside offices for hours with not a complaint in the world, mm -hmm. just to have the person come out and be like, oh man, we got to do another day. Um, it's no different from right now. You know, I could have went off and did something else. You know, we, I kind of missed my time. Then we both, then you missed the time. Then, mm -hmm. And I could have been like, well, fuck that. Now I'm, now I'm not, you know, I'll do it mm -hmm. tomorrow. I'll do it another day. Where it's like, I don't need to do that, right? Like. I'm here, I got the time, she's got the time, let's let's knock it out, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I just wanna keep my word, you know what I mean? Um, it, it's easy to do the other side, right? It's easy to be like, eh, hit Rachel, we'll do it another day, or it's easy to blow you off. I don't wanna do that. So sitting at those offices, you know, kind of like, you know, I guess being played here and there, or just not being, let me not say being played, not taken serious back then, I made myself a promise, literally sitting outside this guy's office that I know till this day. I waited for three hours and then when he came out, he still like curved me or, or you know, kind of like brushed me off. Which again, he was busy, it's, it's all good. It's not. I'm not even saying it as a complaint. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. point is I made myself a promise 
to try not to ever do that to people and to try to be there and empower people and to try to give people opportunities, even if I'm not there in person, even if I'm from a distance. And I love that we live in a time of, you know, uh, social engagement because I could discover people from across the country, across the world, and still give them an opportunity, uh, just not because I've dealt with them hands-on in New York or LA or Miami. So th th that sense of empowerment came upon me early and it was it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with everyone else and making sure that they're empowered. And then I'm giving you know people that didn't have opportunity or can't normally get an opportunity because these other people are so driven by ego and pride and money and shit that I'm going to, I'm going to relinquish, I'm going to release that and I'm going to give you, and I'm going to give many people as much as I can, um, to help, you know, like I said, get them to the next level step or journey. Beautiful. I mean, we're grateful that you lead with that humanity, right? And then we need more of it, especially for people who have decision-making power, because often we know the narrative, they're white and they're, you know, self-interested and, and, you know, whatever we can do to break that and help uplift we'll, we'll try and you know grateful for the work that you do to, yeah. to make that happen Thank you. Um, you are um, you've been around a lot of people and you've seen a lot of triumphs but also downfalls right like what goes up must come down and fame is sometimes an ugly beast and a lot of people are striving for fame and not necessarily the work of it i'm sure you've seen that as well mm -hmm. i'm so curious to hear your thoughts on character what three attributes have you seen that you feel like you need in this industry to be great, right? If greatness is a process, to borrow from you guys, for me. What, what, what are the um, three attributes that you are like, all right, you need to have these three, guys? Three attributes. One for sure, I would only say one, but three, I'll, I'll, I'll try to pull three, um, <laughs> is humility. Um, to me, humility has gotten me so far. You know, humility has put me, you know, in front of people that I can't even imagine to develop relationships with people I've never thought I would be in the same room as, you know, and like I said, again, I'm, I'm honored and I'm privileged. I think, you know, it's a privilege for me to be where I am, no matter how accomplished I get, I'm still always excited or surprised at, you know, some of the people that I come across um, that I get to either, you know, uh, work with, you know, have a personal relationship with or both. Um, and that's from humility. That's from just me. I'm just always grateful. I'm grateful where I am. I'm grateful for the opportunity I've been given. And I'm grateful for what God and everybody who's given me an opportunity in this business has given me. I'm super grateful and I'm I'm never going to forget that. And I'm going to move as such. Mm -hmm. So to me, like being humble and, and having that humility, it, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you, you know, uh, it keeps your self-awareness like at an all-time high where, you know, I could look in the mirror and be like, that was that was wrong or that was some bullshit or nah you're not wrong you're, you know you're right or i can go to my friends i can go to people that i love and trust and ask them for their opinion and take it and not take it with a grain of salt or not take it with an attitude and be like okay okay you know i love that person i trust that person and they told me got it you know even if i'm doubting myself or even if i you know was lying to myself right, you know right, for right, a right, right, so yeah. the humility regardless even if i fake myself out Somebody around me let me know. So humility is one. Um, I think respect is two. Um, and I'm not even talking about receiving it. I'm talking about giving it. Obviously, you should always get what you receive. But, you know, this ego, this, uh, I'm sorry, this business is run or driven by ego a lot, mm -hmm. mostly. And it's everybody trying to be smarter, harder, tougher, you know, more right. Uh, right. There's so many things All they're the trying ERs. to do. 
before just what it is. Like you may actually be wrong. You may actually not. So it's like that part of the respect factor, it, it goes with the humility and, you know, respecting people that you may not think are important. So many people in this business treat people a certain way because of who they are or who they know or what they do. And, you know, and I've dealt with it myself. I've dealt, I've met people and they've been, they've been cool. They've been semi-kind mm -hmm. and not knowing who I was. And then somebody tells them, or they get wind of who I am and they think that I'm somebody now, like the energy's different. The, oh, yo, we okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's like a more of an excitement. It's more of a like, oh, now I respect you. Or now I could, you know, mm -hmm. give you more conversation or give you anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so respect is a big thing for me. I, I respect everybody. And I treat everybody the same, you know, I'm going to treat you, you know, and I see a little bit about what you do and, 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 uh, and I congratulate you by the way. And obviously I, I respect it, right. I'm doing your interview, yeah. but like, I'm going to treat you the same way I'm going to treat Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, there's no difference. I'm not going to let the accomplishments uh, have me respect somebody more than somebody who hasn't reached there yet. Cause I believe you will too. And I think that, you know, you guys should equally be treated the same. So respect is to, and then three is, for me is loyalty. I mean, I think you, you know, loyalty is big and loyalty has done me right. And loyalty, you know, has me in the same, like I said, the same place for almost 30 years with the same brothers. And, you know, there are people who fall off along the way and people you gain along the way. Um, and I'm loyal. I'm loyal to friends that I've had for two years, just as I am with the ones I've had for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, make sure that I um, pick out those people, you know, we slip here and there, but respect it. I mean, you know, humility, respect and loyalty to me um, okay. say a lot. Beautiful. I could literally speak on those for, for at length. Um, one thing that you said when it comes to humility and respect, especially always kind of, it's your village, right? Your village raised you and gave you and fed into you. And so actually more than anybody else in my mind when it comes to these three things, but especially those first two, I owe my village, my respect and the, the way that I operate in the world. If I'm polite to someone who's rude to me, it's because my mother raised me better than that. It's not like with me, right? On some level, yep. it's like the people that have poured into you to be the person that you are and all the experiences that you have, you owe them because you are the you know physical embodiment of their sweat, blood, and tears. And and, and that's yeah. where it becomes very real. And that's where it's like, it's not even about me. It's all about you. It's about the uh, lessons that I've kind of internalized and in, 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 in what that looks like. Because like you said, it's very easy to be lazy. And laziness comes yeah. out in a myriad of different ways. And, you know, if we pause for a minute and we're kind and we're intentional and we don't treat people the bad way, you know, um, so much good can happen. And also you feel better yeah. and you do better. Yeah, yeah. It all, it all, it all works. How do you, uh, busy man that you are, find stillness among this much noise? I'm sure someone's hitting you up for an interview every other day. So we're, you know, we're glad <laughs> you're here with us. You could have been anywhere in the world. So. Um, you know what's funny, right? Sometimes you, you, right, you, we pick and choose, obviously, what we want to do and what makes sense. And sometimes it's a random, right? We were speaking on DM, just like on some mm -hmm. cool shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Random. Uh, you know, and it's like, sometimes it'll just be that. And you ask for the interview and it's just like, okay, you know what, hit up, you know, I, I, the energy is good. Conversation is good. You know, you seem like you're doing your thing. You're killing it. Like, 
there's no, you know, and I know people that have been asking me for an interview for three years. And I've been like, so it's like, there's no rhyme or reason, honestly. Like, I want to do interviews and stuff like that um, and make myself available when it makes sense. So, like, I'm dropping a book soon, and but it's not going to be for, for months from now. But so I kind of want to hold off on those interviews till then so that, you know, obviously it ties into something. And I, I don't ever feel like I have enough knowledge or, you know, experience to come on and just interview as myself, right? Which... Other people may feel differently. I get it. But I'm saying like, I always wanted to be with some purpose or intent. So it's yeah. like, for me, the way I rationalize with myself is like, oh, my book is coming out. I'll talk about the book. And then you can ask me other stuff. But, you know, uh, but anyway, yeah, sometimes it's random. And sometimes it's just, you know, it has to make sense. I, I'm older now. You know, I, I'm doing everything way more with, with, with way more intent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not just doing a bunch of stuff that I could be doing. So you know, to answer your question, um, I'm just really thinking hard about, you know, where my energy should go, uh, where, you know. Uh, and what's next in this next phase, right? In, in this next. Yeah, year. yeah, yeah. When I put in my energy toward, you know, what's it going to be on the back end? You know what I'm saying? And what's um, it going to look 20 years from now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally. Yeah, so just, just, just being more careful. Beautiful. And finally, um, <clears throat> from 95 till now you ever imagine that this would have been your life and what are you most grateful for in business and in life uh i would have never thought from from 95 to where i'm now i would have never thought that i definitely knew and i definitely was you know 100 uh, percent positive on getting a position within the entertainment industry that i know for sure mm -hmm. nothing was going to stop me from doing that um, how long it would last, I don't know. Um, but I know that, you know, when I put my mind to things and when I put my energy towards them, you know, I, I, I just, I feel like I can't fail. Not even coming from a, a cocky standpoint, no, more no, from no. a confident one of just like, I'm loyal, you know, I'm, I'm competent, I'm pretty decently smart. I'm competitive. I, you give me a task and I'm going to, and I'm a soldier. I'm a fucking like, I'm one of the best soldiers you'll ever get. So I may not be a general and I may not be a captain. And, and I get that, I understand that. I can be, but I choose to be, uh, you know what I'm saying? Ground. A lawyer, On the ground with the people, right? Dedicated soldier who like, who, who can accomplish anything. So for me, you know, again, without sounding cocky, whatever company hires me, you're fucking welcome. Like, good job. Because yeah. trust me, yeah. what you're going to get from me is, you know, 1000%. I'm going to put you before, you know, anything in my life, you know, I mean, outside of my kids here and there, but like, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put, this project, opportunity, mm. artist, whatever the case is, I'm putting that shit first and you'll see the result of somebody who dedicates everything towards it, my life, to mm. somebody who just dedicates, you know, when it's convenient for them. And God bless them. Mm-hmm. Let's see who gets that first, there. right? Yeah. Love it. So yeah, so that, and then, um, wait, the second part was? Second part was, uh, what are you most grateful for in this life? Oh, so I'm sorry. What am I most grateful for in the business? is and um and in life mm -hmm. the most grateful part is me being able to i think that god blessed me with working with my favorite artist mm -hmm. businessman entrepreneur in the world right i begged god i begged people i begged everybody from 11 years old legit 12 years old trying to get in the game 
And he could have put me with anybody. He could have put me with, I'm not being funny, a one hit wonder, a label that went or washed away in five years. He could have stayed with could have stayed. Yeah, I mean, I could have been no for real. I could have been anywhere, him. and uh, no, no, no. I know what you mean. And I, I, you know, I went with Jay, and I believed, and I, I didn't even think Jay would be this big. I knew he would be the biggest in the game, but you know, again, it, 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 it preceded what I thought. But I know that it was the right decision, and I know. So I'm so grateful that, again, I didn't do shit. God put me in a position. Said, so, okay, you want to be in this business? You really mm -hmm. want to do this? You really mm -hmm. want to? Here, I'm gonna put you with mm -hmm. the best that ever did it. That I can't. What I well, I could stop today and be fine. So that's that's sort of the double answer for for you know in business and in life. And in but life. I mean, obviously, I'm great, most grateful for my children in life uh, and in and just you know the opportunity and then also the legacy that I get to leave mm -hmm. behind. Leave somebody you know who who made a couple of decent things happen in entertainment that hopefully they could be proud of and leaving you know. Um, leaving 30 years of, of hip-hop, you know, um, coverage and hip-hop uh, imagery behind uh, for them. Iconic imagery that will stand the yeah. test of time, right? They're going to exist yeah, way hopefully. before we're all gone, but we're all talking about these covers. And these yeah, no, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. So, and right now, my picture of Nipsey Hussle uh, in the blue, God bless mm -hmm. my brother Nipsey, is in the Smithsonian in, in dc you know so so it's it's obviously working you know what i mean what what i what i intended the marathon continues many yes thank you so much for being on the show no thank you thank you for having me and thank you for working with me on the time